1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. Well, there's the old meatloaf song that two out of three ain't bad, and that's what you're getting here today. Two out of the three. Jeff and Jeff in the house with you. John will be back in the KCIM studios with us next week. Jeff Honnold right now, not in the studios as well. He's out working today. But, uh, Jeff, appreciate you joining us here today. As again, kind of becoming usual, you're over the phone today. Yeah, it's, I'm sitting here watching White Hook the Trailer. It's kind of nice. <laughs> so what you're saying is is you're supervising on your anniversary and why it's working? Well, no, I, I was trying to get it hooked up, but uh, uh, <laughs> you, you gave me that quick text. So um, we're just getting a trailer hooked up for my father so he can make a road trip today. And uh, we're getting ready to make fence. So Wyatt and I got a lot of work to do today. Well, as, as somebody maybe heard me say, your anniversary today. So I want to give is. a shout out to you and to your lovely wife, Lisa, as you guys celebrating Number 31 today? Yeah, there's a lot of people bet the under on one, so 30 is kind of a, a long way to go there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really uh, really special, and uh, we're going to get the time to uh, we're gonna go out for a little bit by ourselves and go spend time with family later on. Well, good for you. Congratulations. Happy anniversary, probably the right way to say it. Uh, but uh, happy anniversary well, to both most, you and Elisa. Most Elisa. people say condolences to her. So. <laughs> well, I'll say that to her. I'll say congratulations <laughs> to you. <laughs> Hey, we, we, I want to start off. I'm going to the back back half of this. You probably won't need to be on with us. I'm just going to run through all of the postseason honors that have been released so far for the baseball and softball kids and coaches here in our area and stuff. But uh, wanted to start off two things. Let's start merchants real quick, then we'll talk a little state baseball last week and what a great tournament that was. But uh, I wonder how much being on the road really for almost two weeks, for the most part for two weeks, hurt the merchants. Uh, ended up not making the playoffs. You were calling their game on Saturday night, which ended up not just being their last regular season game, but their final game of the season. They fell to Clarinda, who's the top team in the Mink League, uh, but 5-3 uh, to three, the final. That game called uh, in the ninth inning because of the uh, lightning and the storm that was starting to come through the area on Saturday evening, but um, lost, I think, their last three if I remember right, and and maybe won one or two games over about the last week and a half of the season. Yeah, they, it, it, it'll start with it. It's tough to be on the road. Uh, we, we all know that. But uh, they also had some players that decided it was time to go back to school. Um, you know, we lost uh, uh, Caleb Garrett, which one of the better hitters, and uh, just, just the, the stuff that happens this time of year. I mean, we're, we're, I guess we're used to it, but uh, – uh, you know, it, it's disappointing, but it, again, if you look at it, overall, really great season. Um, I sent you some of the numbers. Almost 8,500 people came out, averaging over almost 450 people a game. I mean, you look at the success. I mean, host families, no, you know, we didn't have a lot of issues finding host families, and sponsors came back, and the fans came back, and you know, they were competitive. Um, that was what we were looking for. We know some changes. I know I heard we're going to take a couple weeks off here and we're going to have a meeting. But, uh, you know, I think being our second year now and understanding how the league works, I think you're going to see some pushback on the scheduling so that we don't have two straight weeks. Maybe maybe we can bust it up a little bit and, and stuff like that. But uh, overall, what a, what a great season and, uh, you know, what, what, a, what a great time we had out there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the kids, uh, they, they played so, so well this year and, and, and to have a chance. The other thing I noticed, and I don't know if it's it's something that the make, make league needs to look at, uh, but uh, and I know rainouts are part of it, and, and, and you know, Nevada had to, 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 you know, cancel a few of their games and, and forfeit a few of their games, but uh, teams aren't playing the same amount of games, and, and I, I noticed that the Merchants had played more than, like, Des Moines and some of the other teams in their division, so um, equaling out the schedule uh, a little bit on the number of games uh, that you're playing, because that certainly impacts pitching and depth and, and all of those things, I think, as well. Uh, yeah, I think that's what you're going to see some of the pushback on. Um, and also, you know, giving us, if we're going to have a week a week on the road, a week at home, and maybe some start times. One of the things that we noticed at 9 o'clock, everybody goes home. Uh, you know, and you and I have mentioned that for years. That yep. At 9 o'clock, the young kids go. And so, you know, these late starting games, especially on the weekends, don't make a lot of sense sometimes. So there's a lot of a lot of little tweaks. But uh, overall, I mean, what a, what a great job. You know, you think back at, at uh, that group, and and I remember when Chris and John were in there talking about uh, bringing baseball to town. I thought you guys are crazy, you know. And now you look at it, and we're probably one of the more successful teams, even in the mink, as far as uh, attendance-wise. Uh, you know, we, we we draw more than the most of them. So, what uh, what a shout out to those two and, and and that whole group of getting started, and then of course the group now that that's just making it uh, making it an event every 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 night. So. Uh, fun times. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, as you all said, boy, it's nice to be done for a little bit. So I think everybody's looking forward for a little break. I was just, I was kind of wondering that. Um, I, I was also going to say that um, you mentioned that email that you sent me with some of the details. The one that I chuckled at when I read it was kind of down towards the bottom where it was like, you know, the 2023 starts in a couple of weeks. Uh, so you're right. Uh, that group of guys, including you, um, you guys will take just a little bit of time to catch your breath after a long two-month stretch, and, and uh, you guys will be right back at getting that 2023 season ready to go. Yeah, one of the things we learned, uh, uh, you know, we're a different model than, than the other teams. Most of these teams have coaches that are established, have established um, pipelines coming to them as far as players and what have you. Uh, I was talking to the Corinda coach, they're getting kids from Long Beach State, you know, coming all the way out from California. Now, they're upset because a lot of the guys that they're getting are uh, are dropping their scholarships and what have you. So uh, the transfer portal's messing with them. But one of the things we've learned is the D1 kids have all of their – Plans done by uh, have all them done by uh, spring yep. because in the or in the fall because in the spring they're done. You know they gotta they gotta get their stuff done. They gotta they gotta know where they're going because when spring hits they're busy. So um, I'm sure we're gonna start working on some coaching. Um, we're gonna work on some players and, and getting some kids signed early. And hats off to to Mr. Berg getting that handled. Um, you know and then and then we're gonna start working on. Uh, you know, sponsorship tweaks and different things we can do and, and just trying to make the merchant successful but make sure they have enough money to be able to do what they need to do as well, travel and stay in hotels and what have you. We kind of pushed the envelope a little bit a couple times this year. Um, but uh, what a what a great job out of that group. Just to, and Chris Whitaker, I mean, he's handling the finances. When he tells us we're good, we're good. When he tells us go get money, we got to go get money. So what a, what a great job. I mean, it's, it's nice not to have to think about it. Chris, how are we doing? We're great. Okay, let's go. So um, really fun times. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to a little break. But uh, you're right. We'll get right back at it. And, and Chris and John will steer the ship, and we'll keep going. 
Let's uh, kind of flip the switch now over to the state uh, boys uh, state baseball tournament last week here in town for classes 1A and 2A. Um, you worked every day over there uh, kind of helping with the uh, getting the umpires where they needed to be and then I noticed a couple of times you tried to run out onto the field to you know to see if they needed a water break you know or something uh, in between each half an inning and stuff so you were Please helping try. out. And, uh, well it wasn't very fast. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be fast. <laughs> it's hot out, man. <laughs> oh, I know. The one time I joked because I, they waited for you to get back off the field to be able to start the half inning, and that was the time the I problem, chuckled at you. One of the problems you uh, you run into is you don't realize you have your keys and your phone and everything, and you're wearing coaching shorts, and you start to jog, and you start stuff flopping around, and like, ooh, I don't know about this. So, um, yeah, it, you know, there was a couple times where the, the umps were getting – a little extra hot uh, on a couple of those days. Monday was a really rough day. I think we had four ambulance calls, and uh, we didn't get any breeze, and that was that was a really tough day. Uh, but, boy, the crowds were big, especially that Kemper crowd and, and Van Meter crowd. We knew that one was going to be big, but, wow, we parked in the D-Max grass, and we were five deep out there as well. So, uh, you know what? Everybody came out. Everybody had fun. Um, that's one of the things when you're out there in the parking lot area, you realize everybody's in a great mood. Even after they lose, they're, they're really good. And uh, I heard a lot of great comments about how well they were taken care of and, and uh, what's going on there. But, man, what, what a fun time and what a way to showcase City Carroll. I know you kind of called New London uh, after the first round. You you told me they were going to be hard to beat. I I, I really felt that that, that St. Mary's probably would still be the team to beat in Class One A. I think most people felt that Van Meter probably the favorite, uh, undefeated, fifty one wins in a row going into the state tournament. That they'd be the favorite in Two A. But what jumped off the board at you about some of the games? What were some of the highlights that you got a chance to see? I know you were busy working a lot of times. But what did you get a chance to see? Yeah, I didn't see a lot the first day. I did catch a couple of them, but boy, I tell you what, just the just the watching, uh, just watching the uh, uh, New London and the St. Mary's kids, they hit the ball. I mean, they they don't get cheated, and they swing hard, and they swing for contact, and boy, they they really hit the ball well, and, and the pitching was good. I mean, you can. You get those number ones, and that's that's where that's where these smaller schools get in trouble. You know, you got to have you get state tournament. You got to have two and three pitchers if you want to go deep. And and uh, boy, you could see it when New London started getting the lead or St. Mary's got the lead. They brought the other kids out, and, and and they had it. I mean, they were deep. They could they could get by. They could do what they needed to do. So, um, boy, I tell you, it, those two teams impressed me. And then Van Meter, they're just so deep. Yep. Uh, now they're graduating a ton. I know they're worried about the future, but they were so deep all the way across the board. And every one of those guys hit, and uh, just just those three teams there alone. You just watch them; they were a whole different, a whole different class above everybody else. It, it was really good. And then you look at Kemper. Yep. I mean, Kemper Kemper gave Van Meter probably their, their toughest run, and one of the reasons is Kemper can go deep in pitching. And, and you know, I think if they'd have been maybe on the other side of the draw. Um, they would have gone deep because their pitching will always keep them in games, and, and that's what you saw. They were right there with Van Meter, not keeping them off balance. Yeah, Logan Siebenhuller was uh, outstanding this year, especially in the postseason for Kemper on the Hill. You look back at you know, his pitching performance uh, down at Council Bluffs against Clorinda in that uh, sub-state final, and then the way that he threw the other night, uh, last Tuesday night against uh, Van Meter. 
Um, you put a lot on what he was able to do. And then the defense backed him up, of course, uh, you know, not taking anything away from the way the defense played. But um, his pitching performance, I think, really helped kind of keep them uh, with a chance and gave them a chance to beat anybody that was in the tournament. Yeah, you know, the two things we've always talked about all year long, it's defense and, and pitching. Those They will keep you in games. Then, then just hit. I mean, you looked at some of those, like Van Meter, they were good um, both pitching, but they were they were solid defensively as well. And that's, that's what it takes. You win four in a row and you go undefeated. You can't be just one-sided. Yep. I thought Kemper I thought Kemper was very balanced. Um, again, just the record didn't allow them to be seated the way, the way they probably wanted to be. And uh, but again, they had they had some really good opportunities to uh, to take that game and, and just not able to not able to do it. A little disappointing that they made some throwing errors on a on a field that at the time of day that they know they probably shouldn't be throwing that. But uh, you know, you get wrapped up in state tournament vibes and, and things happen. But boy, what a what a great year for them! And then congratulations, to Coach Snyder, again with a a very very solid ball club and and uh, you know just just represented well i mean they they just did a great job and and uh the state the state even commented how how crazy that was of an atmosphere and how they want it and even the small schools there i mean they want to be in that atmosphere you can hear people cheer you can you don't have to be in the stadium you know something's going on Absolutely. You, you mentioned Kemper. I, I think one of the things that jumped off the board for me through their entire postseason run was this was a team that through most of the regular season, not that they didn't hit the ball, but they didn't hit for a lot of power. There was at one point in the year where like 90% of their hits were singles. Um, so they weren't driving the ball a, a lot of places. They were they were dropping it in and finding gaps and stuff and, and hitting the ball well in that way. But I thought once the postseason rolled around, all of a sudden you started seeing guys that hadn't really hit for a ton of power all of a sudden cranking and turning on things. You know, Cal Wanniger hits that home run against Clorinda that kind of uh, jump-started them a little bit and gave them the lead for the first time in that game. And then Benicio Lujano put Kemper up in, in the third the other night. And uh, what a shot to, to right field that was. That that was a big shot. And uh, we saw some big shots out there. We saw... Uh, one young man hit the scoreboard and knocked it out, basically. It yep. knocked the fan loose and uh, overheated it, so that's a big shot. And there was a kid that put it over, over the trees and into the uh, into the softball slow pitch field. So we saw some big shots, but Luano's was probably the biggest of the game. Uh, you know, it, it was nothing was going on. He was able to hit that boy. Did that get the crowd riled up? And, and it, it really put a lot of pressure on on Van Meter, but, uh, you know, they were able to rally and, and, and get back ahead, but... Uh, uh, you know, you, you look at Kemper, they got a lot of young talent coming. You know, they're graduating some, but, uh, you know, they continue to reload. And I think soon after third, you look at them and they're reloading as well. So it, it should be a fun year again for baseball coming up. It should absolutely be. Um, you mentioned, you know, the crowd. Did you get a chance to mingle with people at all, or were you so busy working with the umpires that you didn't really get a chance to talk to people about um, how the state tournament was going and what they thought of being maybe at Merchants Park for the first time? You know, I got to haul a few people in between the umpires. Uh, uh, everything everything I heard, and I worked traffic control. I don't know who thought that was a smart idea, John Turner, <laughs> but uh, they had me down there by the rec center. and People walking out and thanking us and, and – uh, uh, you know all of the wonderful things. The only the only thing you hear is is and I hope I hope the restaurants listen is that we need the restaurants to stay a little little later. Those last games, getting over at ten, ten thirty, eleven, and there's just nowhere to eat. But 
Uh, other than that, I think that's that's the only thing is, is late restaurants. Other than that, everybody loved it. Uh, they loved the hospitality. They loved everything we were doing. Um, you know, it. You, you see the improvements that, that, that want to get done there. Some seating and some. They want to put some some fencing up so that the foul balls don't get people down the right and, or the first and third base lines and. You know, the media area, the media probably still, they complain probably the most, but uh, we'll get them fixed. But for the most part, all the fans uh, loved the experience. And we saw an email from one of the state guys complaining, uh, a lady complained about how bad the accommodations were in Iowa City, just, you know, the lack of parking and the and the the, the lack of concessions and the higher prices and um, the, the limited restrooms and what have you. And you look at our facility and well, we shuttled them in, you know, people – People on golf carts, you could park clear up, clear up by the swimming pool, and you got, you got brought in. You could park out by Pizza Hut, you got brought in. You know, both Carol and Kemper had their trailers and plenty of variety of food that you wanted, and meal deals, and you know, the restrooms, and just everything you wanted. You didn't see any lines to anywhere other than the concession stand, uh, which was great. So, um, hats off to all the volunteers. What a great job the city did of, of getting that in Chad, getting all that stuff all handled and getting us in and. Um, everything about it went uh, went phenomenal. The umpires were just completely impressed. Um, you know, they parked clear over, over on the other side, and we hauled them in, and they didn't have to carry anything. They didn't have to do anything other than walk walk into the field. And then once they're there, they're taken care of by a whole group of volunteers trying to keep them cool. So uh, they loved it. Everything I heard was was positive. So great job by the city of Carroll. Well, you mentioned Iowa City and, and the, the 3A, 4A tournament. I'm, I'm not saying this because of my fan base at the college level, but uh, um, heard quite a few complaints uh, just with the lack of they don't really want it there, so they don't really want to treat people very well, um, the way I kind of understood it. And, and even from what I had heard telling the teams that they were not going to be supplying them any water. Um, so parents were having to go out and buy 25 or 30 cases of water uh, to be able to bring to the game uh, so that the kids would have something to drink during the game, especially with the way it was going to be as hot as it was. So hopefully whatever the issues are over there, uh, they can certainly get that fixed. Uh, but, Jeff, I appreciate well, it sounds, you. It sounds like there's going to be a change coming there. Um, just through the, It sounds like that uh, Iowa City maybe want to do some renovations. So, I think there's uh, uh, they're looking for a place to go with that 3A, 4A, um, and probably in the eastern side of the state. I don't think they can bring it back over here for, for two of them, but uh, there, are, there are some changes coming from them from what I'm hearing, and they're, they're actively looking for a place um, that they can, they can sign a contract for the next few years. And, uh, and hats off to, uh, to, to my wife and my mother-in-law and Katie Cruz for the hospitality area. Yes. Uh, they were making homemade homemade ice cream sandwiches and uh you you want to know one of the reasons we keep the state tournament here because they keep feeding those uh the state officials they they look forward to that chris quaylar is uh already complaining that he was sick and didn't make it over <laughs> so i'm gonna have to figure out how to get him some but we're sending snapshots of me eating his 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 uh share so i'm sure i'll pay for that down the road and and as you should so and, and i do want to say this for the radio station um, Tyler and I were at uh, one of us was at every single game even in the evenings it was generally both of us were still there um, but we wrote articles for every single one of the games and posted it to the new website at sports.1380kcim.com and 
I was amazed at how many messages I got from fan bases outside of the area uh, on how much they appreciated that generally within about at 20 minutes uh, of their game being over, uh, our website was already updated with the story and we had full stats and, and all of that. So they, they, I think they were pleased with the coverage they were getting from the media here as well. Absolutely. Other than Tyler trying to drive me, run me over, I was doing traffic control. <laughs> you at least walked. I wasn't worried about you running me over, but he's coming in there with that Jeep trying to clip me. So uh, what a great job you guys do. You always do. And uh, that's one of the reasons when you ask the state for extra passes, they don't they don't uh, hesitate at all because they know you're going to do the coverage for the kids. And not only our local kids, but you did it for all of them. And, uh, you know, it, it's great. I got to go up there and talk to you guys a little bit and uh, the other media from uh, from the eastern side of the state that we're friends with. And, um, you know, what, what great coverage. I mean, it, it's a, it's an event, and uh, uh, most people I talk to really, really want to come to Carroll, and they said don't change the atmosphere. To make changes, don't change the way this looks. They, they love it. They love the feel. And Scotty Parks here again, you know, that poor guy, that, that field took 14 games of beating. And we, we were on there Saturday night. He was out Saturday afternoon at noon hand-mowing the infield so it was ready to go, which I didn't think it needed touch. I mean, it looked great all week long. He mowed that thing, and it looked immaculate Saturday night after 14 games. What a, what a tremendous job by him and his crew, and, and they, did it. they just kept everything good. And, and uh, that is one of the reasons why the people love it so much. You go in there, it always looks perfect. Yeah, he uh, he is the best in the business. Uh, absolutely, no question about that. And so, he wouldn't let me touch a rake. I was going to help him one day, and he won't let me touch him. I don't you haven't been trained yet, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jeff, I know you're busy. I still got to run through all of the uh, all-district and all-conference honors, so we're going to step away, take a break. Appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy the time, and then happy anniversary to you and Lisa tonight in all seriousness. Well, thank you so much, and congratulations. I'm sorry I can't be there to uh, to read the names, but congratulations. We've had a lot of wonderful players in our area and, and well-deserved honors. It's been I didn't get to cover them as much this year as I wanted to. We're going to try to get some changes so I can get freed up a little bit in the summer and not do all merchants. But uh, uh, thank you for, for you to cover me so that we can take care of the merchants that way. And uh, uh, congratulations to all the well-deserved honors. Thank you very much. Jeff Honnold joining us again here on KCIM Sports Rewind. We'll step away, take a break. I'll be back right after this. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. Thanks again for the lead music here. Uh, our house band, Bad Authority. Uh, we're hoping to get those guys in studio sometime uh, and get them to kind of jam out and do maybe an acoustical, uh, you know, acoustic performance here in, in the in the radio booth sometime. So that should be a lot of fun and looking forward to that uh, sometime down the road. We're going to start getting some interviews uh, next week uh, and stuff like that leading us into the upcoming football season. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're going to catch up with some college kids uh, that maybe uh, we didn't get a chance to catch you up to in the spring. Uh, I know there's some coaches uh, and stuff that have retired uh, that we'd love to get a chance to get on the show and, and catch up with them as well. 
well. So looking forward to doing that over the next uh, few weeks. But uh, do want to go through our summer postseason awards. And again, I'll post this list uh, to our website at sports.1380kcim.com shortly after the show, uh, as well as getting the audio from today's show podcast. Uh, we're going to start off with softball, the Raccoon River Conference, the Carroll Tigers. Uh, Parker Adams uh, this season was named first team all-conference, second team all-rewind, and class 4A all-district uh, for the West. Uh, Ava Gross was named second team all-conference and first team all-rewind. Brielle Henners was named Honorable Mention All-Conference and Honorable Mention All-Rewind. McKaylee Coffrin was named Honorable Mention All-Conference and Second Team All-Rewind. Alyssa Brandt was named Academic All-State. Vanessa Ayala and Avery Burke were both named Second Team All-Rewind. Kepper, of course, in the Hawkeye 10 Conference. Jordan Schwabe was named First Team All-Conference, First Team All-Rewind, and Rewind Player of the Year, along with Class 2A All-Southwest District. Kenzie Schoen was named First Team All-Conference, First Team All-Rewind, Class 2A All-Southwest District. Cameron Venner was named First Team All-Conference and First Team All-Rewind. Kennedy Lowe was Second Team All-Conference, First Team All-Rewind. Haley Ostrander was Second Team All-Conference, Second Team All-Rewind. Melinda Schaefer was named Honorable Mention All-Conference and Honorable Mention All-Rewind. Kaylee Derrickson was Honorable Mention All-Conference and Second Team All-Rewind. And Aaron Bowman was named the All-Rewind Softball Coach of the Year. We move now to the Western Iowa Conference with the Audubon Wheelers. Victoria Osmus was second team all-conference and honorable mention all-rewind along with academic all-conference. Hannah Tiggison was second team all-conference and academic all-conference. Callie Earlmeyer, second team all-conference, first team all-rewind and first team all-southwest district. Jordan Porsche was second team all-conference, honorable mention all-rewind in class 1A all-southwest district. Kylie Hardo was honorable mention all-conference and honorable mention all-rewind. And Alexis Obermeyer was named honorable mention all-conference and second team all-rewind. ICAM Manning did not get any postseason honors this year. Uh, Twin Lakes Conference, Eastside County, Meredith Brown, second team all-conference, first team all-rewind. Mary Bontrager, honorable mention all-conference, honorable mention all-rewind. Emerson Mack was first team all rewind and Macy Gustafson was honorable mention all rewind. South Central Calhoun, uh, Kiera Hammond was a first team all conference, first team all rewind. Emma Anderson was second team all conference, first team all rewind. Olivia Toms was second team all rewind, and uh, the team earned the Team Distinguished Academic Achievement Award. Twin Lakes Conference, uh, Coon Rapids Baird, Miranda McClellan named first team all conference and honorable mention all rewind. Breeley Clayberg was first team all conference, second team all rewind. Emma Hart was second team all conference, second team all rewind and class 1A all Southwest district. Lacey Davis, second team all conference. Anna Hart was named second team all conference and second team all rewind. Malia Clayberg is honorable mention all conference and honorable mention all rewind. And Bridget Sherbrin was named honorable mention all conference and honorable mention all rewind. Rewind. Glidden Ralston, uh, Tyler Jansen, uh, named first team all conference and honorable mention all rewind. Vanessa Kaler, first team all conference and first team all rewind. Cassidy Wink was second team all conference, honorable mention all uh, rewind. Uh, it was uh, Elizabeth Lloyd, honorable mention all conference, honorable mention all rewind. It was uh, Ashlyn Tiggis, honorable mention all conference and also honorable mention all rewind. And for the Arweva Rockets, uh, Jamie Houseman, first team all conference, honorable mention all rewind. Delaney Shirky, honorable mention 
Mention All-Conference, Maggie Regeller, Honorable Mention All-Conference, and Honorable Mention All-Rewind, and Cora Obrecht was named Honorable Mention All-Rewind. And again, we had our two players uh, named uh, from uh, Greene County uh, to the All-Rewind team. Emma Hoyle was first team at Emma Stream was Honorable Mention. We move over to baseball. We'll start off with the Hawkeye 10 with the Kemper Knights. Logan Siemenel, our first team all-conference, first team all-rewind, first team all-southwest district. Benicio Lujano, second team all-conference, second team rewind, and first team all-southwest district. Cal Winnegar, second team all-conference, first team all-rewind, second team all-southwest district, uh, second team academic all-state, second team academic all-state as well um, for, again, Cal Winnegar. Uh, Carter Putney, uh, named honorable mention all-conference. He was also named to the uh, second team all-rewind. Cooper Potabom was first team all-rewind and John Bass was second team all-rewind. Raccoon River Conference, Carol Tigers, Ethan Lowe, second team all-conference, second team all-rewind. Evan Lowe, honorable mention all-conference, honorable mention all-rewind. And Cooper Ledwig and Nolan Moore were both named honorable mention all-conference. In the Twin Lakes, uh, Esac County, Preston Mauer, second team all-conference, honorable mention all-rewind. Weston Drost, second team all-conference, honorable mention all-rewind. And Carter Ludwig was honorable mention all-conference and honorable mention all-rewind. Aiden Vondrak was honorable mention all-conference. South Central Calhoun, Andrew Anderson, honorable mention all-conference, honorable mention all-rewind and second team all-district. Caden Dorman was named Honorable Mention All-Conference, Second Team All-Rewind. Jaden Sword was named Honorable Mention All-Rewind. And Trevor Simons uh, was named Honorable All-District Assistant Coach. He was named All-District Assistant Coach. And the team again won the Distinguished Academic Achievement Award. Moving over to the Rolling Valley Conference, uh, Coon Rabbits Baird, Cal Hayden, first team all-conference, first team all-rewind, first team all-southwest district. Lance Clayberg, first team all-conference, first team all-rewind, first team all-southwest district. Easton Hayes, first team all-conference, first team all-rewind, all-rewind player of the year, second team all-southwest district, and he's been invited to play in the Iowa High School Baseball Coaches Association All-Star Series, which will take place up in Mason City coming up this weekend. He was also named first team academic all-state. Preston Mauer, or excuse me, Preston McAllister, first team all-conference, first team all-rewind, first team all-southwest district. Colby Colbertson, second team all-conference, first team all-rewind, first team all-southwest district. Tanner Oswald, second team all-conference, second team all-rewind. Gabe Obert, second team all-conference, first team all-rewind. Parker Hayes, honorable mention all-conference. Jacob Estrada, honorable mention all-conference. And John Waddle was the all-rewind coach of the year. We move over now to the Arweaver Rockets. Cooper Cook, first team all-conference, second team rewind. Will Regaler, first team conference, first team rewind. Honorable mention, all Southwest Iowa District. Wade Regaler, uh, Connor Kirsch uh, were both named honorable mention all-conference, and Braden Kirsch was named honorable mention all-rewind. Glenn Ralston, Jackson Sklenar, Honorable Mention All-Conference, Honorable Mention All-Rewind. Tyler Brandt was named Honorable Mention All-Conference and Honorable Mention All-Rewind. And Mark Lynch was named Second Team All-Rewind. Western Iowa Conference, uh, you had Mark uh, Mac, uh, Max Nielsen uh, for ICAM Manning was named First Team All-Conference, First Team All-Rewind, All-Southwest District. Cooper Purdue was named Honorable Mention All-Conference, Second Team All-Rewind. Trayton Berry was Honorable Mention All-Conference, Honorable Mention All-Rewind. Brody Blum was Honorable Mention All-Conference, and Reed Hinters was Honorable Mention All-Rewind. And the Audubon Wheelers, Gavin Smith, uh, First Team All-Conference, First Team All-Rewind, First Team All-Southwest District. Gavin Larson, Second Team all-conference, second team all-rewind, first team academic all-state. Braden Wessel, honorable mention all-conference, honorable mention all-rewind, and second team academic all-state. 
Evan Alt, Honorable Mention All-Conference, Second Team All-Rewind, and Aaron Olson was named Honorable Mention All-Conference and Honorable Mention All-Rewind. And again, we did have a couple of Green County Rams, Peyton Sherdan kids that uh, made the All-Rewind team, Justin Stream and Joe Carey, were both named Honorable Mention All-Rewind. Again, don't forget, if you're a junior high, high school, college, adult, or athlete uh, who wants to maximize your sports performance, uh, and you maximize your sports performance, St. Anthony's Sports Performance Program is for you. Any athlete who demands power and strength can benefit from the eight-week program. Call uh, 794-5241 so you can be your best preseason, in-season, or in the off-season. And also want to uh, thank another one of our uh, sponsors here for uh, KCIM Sports Rewind. Everything you need for your project, that's what you can expect from Carol Lumber. Whether it's putting up a new deck or refurbishing the old, Carol Lumber can help. Uh, painting the house or installing new cabinets, uh, Carol Lumber can help. Replacing old windows or laying new tile, you guessed it, Carol Lumber uh, can help. With the combined inventories of all four of their locations, uh, they are sure to have what you need. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what they offer. No matter the project, Carroll Lumber can help. Carroll Lumber with locations in Wall Lake, Lakeview, and Odeboat. And that is going to do it for KCIM Sports Rewind on this Tuesday morning. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.